Welcome to the Goblin's Creek Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Sasha. Uh, have a good episode. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to MCU Interview Episode not 9. Exactly. Episode 9. Guardians of the Galaxy. Is this the Milky Way? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we actually don't know. We don't know. We don't know what specific galaxy is theirs to guard. We know. Maybe the implica- I guess maybe the implication is the Milky Way. I think the implication is the Milky Way because it seems to include Earth. Yes. Because I don't think they. Well, I think it's. Yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, the implication is that it is the Milky Way. I think the implication is that we can. Let's rest it's our heads. It's certainly that the implication is that it is our galaxy, yeah. but by pro- we live in the Milky Way. So it has to be way. the Milky Way galaxy. That's just the only way. It has to be the Milky Way Galaxy. I will hear no debate. No debate. I will hear no arguments. There are there are heroes. There are galactic heroes. There are mm-hmm. our galactic no, heroes no, of Earth. Bill Slander. No, no exactly. They're not someone else's galactic heroes. They're ours. They're ours. <laughs> they belong to our Milky Way. They belong to our very own Milky Way Galaxy. I, ugh, I don't remember this movie that well. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Do you have any questions for it? I didn't come up with questions no i'll ask you questions okay <laughs> what part was your favorite what part was my favorite Ooh, this is the first guardians movie so i'm not as fond of it overall as i am the second one so it's hard for me to think of a specific scene because it's more i think the whole thing that works <coughs> but i really like the ravagers the yes. ravagers are pretty cool. i really like this kind of like pirate element of the system no, or like of this too? franchise basically so anything with like yondu and the ravagers was really cool the opening scene uh, with peter is just kind of fantastic but i don't know if i have like a i have a hard time just like remembering it i guess well because the third act is really messy just visually yeah it is like there's so much falling and I, there's a lot of spaceships there's a lot of spaceships many spaceships um, in this film it's not it's not my favorite spaceship like battle, but I it's not what terrible. I, what I enjoy about this in comparison to other spaceship battles is that the characters can do more things in the ship than just like shoot things or rewire. Like yeah. because they have these kind of like some of them have these magical powers. Yeah. So like Root filling up like the whole ship with his like body, you're gonna knock you off that mm-hmm. His body to like save everyone, that's pretty cool enough can't normally happen in like stuff. No, that was cool. Well, I like that they make the wall with all the triangly ships. Yes, no, that's cool. It's uh, like um the, like, Batman Ninja. It is like with, Batman Ninja with, with the monkey. monkey. The monkey. I was like monkey she no We need to do a Batman Ninja episode. We should do a Batman Ninja episode. Design <laughs> Sengeku Joker. The Demon King. The Demon King. It's hard because I remember we had a lot of fun watching both of the Guardians movies, but we had a lot of fun watching the first one, but I, no, yeah, I really don't we remember. Did. Well, I think that's the thing, is it's not that memorable, even though it is good. Yeah. It's good, but there's only a handful of scenes that you're really flash to. It's just a good time. No, it is. Well, it's successful, too. Like, the, a lot of the humor lands. No, well, and the humor is very, like, James Gunn, it's very James too. Gunn. Like it's deeply James it, Gunn. It only, like, you see... That voice only gets, like, bigger in the second movie. Yeah, that's um, true. But you see it all in the first one, basically. No, you do and it's, it's, see Sometimes it. it lands, sometimes it doesn't. It's kind of just, like, a mixed bag. Sometimes it lands, sometimes it 
Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really good. That is true. Sometimes it's really funny, actually. Like, there's yeah. there's some of them that do make me like just really laugh. Yeah. Drax has a, lot, a few lines in this movie that really slayed me. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember being like, wow, this guy thinks Drax is Drax so Drax is funny. hysterical. No. Oh I God. definitely appreciate him more on the rewatch. Well, another thing that this movie had always... Because I didn't, I've, I didn't really like this movie before we rewatched it. I mean, I like, I had enjoyed it, but I was like, this is not what people think it is. Um, and I still yeah. kind of think that a little bit. But um, I enjoyed it much more this time. And but I've always loved just like the opening scenes with Peter and his mom on Earth. Yeah. And like basically like that, like leading up to his abduction. I just like, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, it's really cool. No, like, that really hits. Damn, this shit works, and it feels real in a way that this, like, I don't yeah. know. It's just something. Maybe it's about the fact that it takes place in, like, Indiana. I well, think. yeah, it's the most low-key. Well, there is something to the to the fact, two things. Like, Peter is, A, like, clearly just from, like, a normal kind of tragedy-stricken family. Yeah. But he has, like, a, rel- a relatively un... Like, his dad abandoned him as a baby. Like, everyone thinks his mom is crazy. Yeah. And she's very sick when he's young like he's kind of fucked over and also yeah. but the other thing about him is that he like lucks into being star lord and star lord yeah. is just this name he makes up for himself like everyone pretty much has access to those like guns and like that technology so like for most of this movie he is just kind of like a space guy he's just a dude he's just a dude in space <laughs> which is pretty sick like it's and again like credit to chris pratt like he really sells this idea that this is a pretty normal guy yeah no, um, I remember one of our takeaways being Chris. This is maybe Chris Pratt at his best. Maybe at his finest. Maybe at his finest because he's not as because Chris Pratt is worse in the second one, even though the second one is a better movie. Which is that it hurts, but it's true. But Chris Pratt, it, this movie relies more heavily on Chris Pratt than the second one does. For I don't even know, like for whatever reason, but mainly because it's just it's like you he's the the, obvi- the obvious first movie. You got really attached to him at the beginning. Yeah. Well, you like it's no, it's it's clearly Peter's movie. I mean, it yeah. opens with his. Family, it opens with him, and then it opens again with him doing like the famous dancing the in the back cave, which is so endearing. It's so, endearing. It's it's so really funny. Cool. Like it's so, that's a classic yeah. scene. That's a no. that's frankly like of all of the MCU. There's probably, like, a handful of scenes that are as, like, remembered as that one. Well, frankly. and that scene also, at that point, what's so, I think, timeless about it, or what has been, like, put in, like, this canon for yeah. people of, like, great MCU scenes, is that that's kind of when the Guardians movie is like, okay, but this is something else. This is different. Because those, I love the opening stuff with his life on Earth and everything, it is and different. I think it's it's wonderfully executed. It's exactly the way it needs to be. Yeah. It's totally very different from the others. And that it's yeah. like, this is like a very, very sad well, yeah, story it is like, about like immense. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, it's a theme, but like Peter's not like singing and dancing and like having no. fun in that scene. And no. then it's kind of the well, then superhero him, tragedy backstory yeah. that you have. Yeah. So you expect this kind of almost grim dark. No, you do. Version. But and then, then he's, he's like, like, no. Well, and again, it's like the fact that he's like from Indiana or whatever. It is just this thing of like, that's what happens to like a normal guy. Yeah. Not very many people go through the experience, no matter like what horrible tragedy they've been through, and wind up being a Batman. But plenty of people act like um, Peter Quill, who so have been through horrible <laughs> shit. So many people, yeah. Like, I don't know. There are a lot more Peter Quills who like have their lives really fucked up than <laughs> Batmans. No, no, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm interested. I we've already rewatched it, so I won't rewatch it again. But there also seems to be like a 
in those early scenes with his like mom, there does also seem to be this like class distinction that is like being. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the town they live in is to. like small. It's a small town in Indiana. And he's like a young single mother who's yeah. like also she's <laughs> sick. Who's very sick. Which so God like knows this cannot class. like how is she. Like, it is, like, and just the way, well, also, I think, part of it, I think, also has to do with Yondu and them being pirates. Like, that is also, like, this, like, space equivalent of, like, this, like, very rugged, you know, kind of. Yeah. Well, it's, like, well. I don't really know how to analyze the Ravagers as a class. As a class? No, no, But it is, but just based on Yondu, Yondu being this, like, certain, like. I don't know. It's he's like, clearly, well, Yondu, like... He's clearly also, like... Well, that's another thing, is, like, that's really interesting, is Peter's from Indiana, and they give Yondu this, like, No, I was gonna say, accent. like, like Peter is, like, coming from 80s, like, classic Americana to, like, 70s, 80s. Michael Rooker, Peter, like, um, Yondu is also this, like, very much this, like, figure of out of, like, Americana in terms no, of his, like, no, voice No, no, it totally makes sense why Peter is, yeah. like attached to this guy in, in addition yeah. to like being like the father figure but like yeah. he when he in the second one he talks about kind of like i wanted like david hasselhoff as a father and yeah. then like the realization is that yondu is like his david hasselhoff yeah. um yondu is like enough of a character to be a figure in like um like yeah americana yeah. like no, he is well it's like he, it's the southern accent it's the southern accent it's a it's a really interesting decision that i think yeah. like really works no um, it does and then, like, when it comes to, like, pirates in class, it's just kind of, like, you, like, we read about, like, pirates and maritime yeah. economies for Priscilla's labor class. So, when I see, when I see pirates and kind of any type of media, I'm, like, I'm sure these, like, a lot of times people are just writing them as just, like, straight criminals, which is yeah. kind of what's going on here. Yeah, kind um, of, yeah. Kind of. But I'm also like, what are the implications for this maritime economy work, guys? Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Which is why Black Sails is like the perfect show for me. Yeah, well, the fact that, yeah, Peter is still this like scrappy guy. He doesn't get like abducted into like a royal family or anything. No, exactly. Or like a, he's not like an office jockey. Like, I love that yeah. he's a pirate. No, it's like, cool. Like, he's like this pirate thief, and I really just, I love it. No, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. All the characters do feel more kind of real because they're criminals and so they're allowed to be like more flawed than no these, like, exactly bizarre, and they're allowed to be like yeah. mean to one another no exactly that, like, aren't okay sometimes no another thing that i really oh god it me being infuriated by infinity war again but one thing that i did like from guardians one that and this is just like canon that's put in there but it's like blink if you miss it in guardians one Gamora is like the last of her species. Oh yeah. And they retcon that for the like snap, basically. Oh yeah. The 50-50 snap. Mm. Or I guess maybe like I'm sure you could argue that it's like whatever, like something else killed out, like killed off all of the rest of them. But mm. it's in but it's in the first one, in the first Guardians movie, it's basically canon that Thanos like killed, like destroyed her planet. No, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Gamora's pretty good. Well the Gamora Nebula Thanos lore is always like, strange. Ne- the way Nebula is written in the first Guardians movie is kind of, it kind of drives me insane. And that, like, I mean, you joked about it that one time. She's like always like snakily. She's always like, she's, like snakily. Her. She's like walks around twisting. in the sh- twisting from the shadows into the light. It's yeah. like alligator. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll do it, father. I'll do it, father. She's like they won't last long when I'm hunting them. <laughs> like stuff like that. That's yeah. basically all of her lines in the first movie. <laughs> Like, she's pretty just crazy and evil. I know, and then she cuts off her own arm. Yeah. 
and to avoid being helped by Gamora. No, exactly. Which is, like, a, I think that's a trope at this point of, like, letting yourself fall to your death rather than be helped by your, like, yeah. sibling slash, like, friendship. A lot of people get fallen, fall to their deaths in this universe. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of a classic. It's kind of a vintage. Um, or to their... Speaking of a vintage... Oh my god. Well, wow, you can't even you can't even go one half a podcast episode. No, I can go an episode. <laughs> Don't shame me. <laughs> you can edit that one out. I won't. You won't? I won't. <laughs> I would never. That way everyone can see how mean I am to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank goodness. I love that the closing song is Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah, it's good. Because that's one of my favorite songs. I like, ooh, another thing that I like about Guardians 1 from my, like, my reading, my reading of the MCU as through the lens of Gamora. I really like that she, at one point in the first one, she has, like, her hair braided. Oh, yeah. Um, I think maybe when they're in prison. Like, she has a couple different hairstyles Yeah. in that movie, which I like, and I like the braided one a lot. I wish she would have braided hair again. A lot of the hair in the MCU is pretty standard for women in that it's just, like, it like it's long and they don't really do anything with it. Like, yeah, it, it just true. hangs down, but it's, like, perfect and, like... Yeah. There are definitely are exceptions. Tessa Thompson's hair is much more intricate, and Thor, like Nakia and Okoye, Shuri, all have like different hairstyles. They're like interesting. But for white women in the MCU, it's pretty standard. And like the color of it changes. Well, there was it, what like, they did with nothing really um, happens to it. Scarlett Johansson and Andy. oh yeah, where they were like, ooh, this ombre thing will really will really get people, <laughs> really get them excited. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Endgame. Yeah, Ronan, Lee Pace. Lee Pace, Ronan. Ronan is, I say, a hair. Kind of. Has a hair less depth than Gamora. But, I mean, not, not Gamora. <laughs> I, was about, yeah. I was literally about to say the same thing. I was about to say, he's, bar- he's just barely less, just beneath Nebula in terms She's of just one-noteness. just beneath <laughs> Nebula in terms of one-noteness. I liked how um, good the Ronan was. Or the you liked how good the Ronan was? That yeah. was that's your really opinion? Like, no, it's not. I do like the scene where he gets like covered and like you get there's like the ritual. That's my favorite word. <laughs> the ritual is so bizarre. Really they were like, you know what these people really care about? What the fuck is Ronan's species again? He's like a Cree, right? It's Cree, yeah. Yeah, they were like, what they really care about is this obscure, obscure, like uh Cree like cult. Yeah. That's the lore people care about. But also yeah. all we'll do is just do these like weird blood baptism no it's insane and it's like I like the Kree lore in Captain Marvel well it's very different it's very different for a for good reason um well I think for people to get invested in the lore it has to like actually like have some sort of like meaning to the characters too yeah and Ronan was the only one who gave a shit about what was going on with him no (laughs) literally everyone else was like who who gives a fuck who gives a shit about why you want to do this it's just insane (laughs) also like the MacGuffin yeah everyone was just like everyone's after the MacGuffin basically everyone was just everyone could agree that the Kree Ronan's Kree are like this like cult paramilitary cult extremist group yeah and everyone's just like that's what's going on and i it didn't have to be subverted that's not what i'm saying but it's just not everyone's just like okay whatever he's crazy yeah so ronan doesn't really have a lot going on (laughs) no he doesn't he doesn't ronan does not have too much going on too much going on yeah i mean thanos almost kills him at one point (laughs) or thinks about it or something i don't even remember he he has the hammer he does have the hammer. He has the hammer. What else happens? Um, 
Um, I feel like that's how much more do we remember? It's a very delightful movie. It's a very delightful movie. It's a very delightful movie. It is a lot of fun. What other questions? I like Rocket. We should talk about Rocket. Rocket's good. Rocket's good. It's just he doesn't have a huge plot. He doesn't have a huge role in this movie, no. Star the point of the character is just the voice, really. As opposed to No, exactly. Um but it works. We're all good. We're all good and dumb. That's what I like about them. <laughs> They're pretty good in the case. They are pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's a good guardian. Well episode. think of think of a couple other questions. Two more questions. Yeah. Okay. Um what would Dragon like to paint in this? Michael. Okay. Be serious. Dragon is our stuffed animal. My stuffed animal. Well as a Christmas present from According my, to Dragon. From my mother. Well, but Dragon prefers me. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get that clear. Let's get that straight. Let's get that straight away. What do you think of this MacGuffin? Of oh this my power god! This, this power stone. The power stone is why I hate it. Why? Well, I didn't hate, but why I didn't like the movie the oh, first time, yeah. basically, because I was like, "This is dumb Infinity War yeah. plotting bullshit," it is. and the stakes of this do not feel real to me. Basically, oh. this time around, I was able to enjoy it a lot more. I don't know. I don't really care about any of the infinity. The only infinity stone I like really kind of care about is time stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, the eye of Agamotto. Yeah, because I don't know. I guess like someone like it's the only one that like really I think is like distinct in a lot of ways. I mean like because like the what what is a power stone? stone exactly. Of power. What what is power? It blasts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it blasts purple light, it blasts and it consumes enemies. all who attempt to use it. Consu- it's all powerful. It's all That's powerful. That's six of them. Um, and it's like similar to the mind. Like the mind stone is also kind of like it can do whatever. Yeah, it um, has a mind. The space stone, I think, isn't there a space stone? It's a cube sometimes. A cube sometimes. The reality stone, I also kind of like. The ether. The ether. The ether. Because the reality stone, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. It's like, the idea that you can, like, control, like, reality. Or what it appears to be, or, like, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. It's very, that one's interesting. And so is time. Mm-hmm. Especially the way that, like, time is utilized by Doctor Strange when he wields the stone. is like, yeah, kind of strange and cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not what you would necessarily think of. But the other stones are just not near. I mean, the soul stone is, the soul stone is just a complete waste. The soul stone has a certain... You could say the soul stone has, has a, a certain, certain wisdom. wisdom. It has the specificity of the reality stone and the time stone, but like for the worse, basically. Like the soul stone is like garbage. A soul. Because like, it's just like, I mean, cause in canon, it doesn't really, you don't do anything with the soul stone except like sacrifice a woman to it. Yeah. Um, and then like, you can put it on the thing, like in a gauntlet. Bop. Bop. Yeah, but like, it's not like they use the soul stone to like get other people back or Mm -hmm. like whatever. It's just like a stone to get that you have to sacrifice in the MCU's case a woman to in order to obtain. Traditionally Traditionally a woman, traditionally a woman, but we're open to reinterpretations. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think the MCU is open to I don't think we're going back to the soul stone, but we might. No, I don't think we're ever going back to the soul stone. I mean, well, I, that's what we said well, the first time. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're fucking right, man. So I won't we say didn't ever. We would lose the only more prominent MCU woman. Than Gamora. In the exact same way, at the exact same place. No, that was what was so astounding to me. That was what was shocking. Doesn't Red Skull not show up that second time, or does he? Or he does? I'm pretty sure he doesn't show up. That's bogus. because I think like 
she and Clint just like go there. That's but you know what that is? It's bogus. It's bogus. No, it's like it's honestly disgusting. And I'm not even like a I'm not like a Natasha like warrior or anything. Like I like her. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like wow. Wait, we need more Guardians content. Oh yeah, we do need more. God, anytime I think about Endgame. Well, that's like what it is for. Like the Guardians for me are like inseparable from like the Infinity War Their saga nonsense. But they're tying them most directly to Thanos didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Especially, I think, because I mean, it makes sense from like the space perspective. Yeah, and that like Thanos is challenging the safety of our like. Well, it's like galaxy. of course the Guardians know who Thanos is. Like it makes sense that the Guardians know who Thanos is like eight years before like the Earth people do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. They never get written anywhere near how they're written in their movies compared to... Well, the characters are just treated with so much more respect in their own movies. Yeah. It's, but the Guardians are the best example. Because the Guardians don't have that many crossovers. It's literally just... They have their movies. And, and, they have, show up. and then they have the giant movies. Like, the yeah. two huge ones. And in really only Infinity War do most of them show up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Nebula is a big deal in Endgame. Um... <sighs> Which is... For the worst. Yeah, it's not... Uh, it's horrible. It's not good. It's not... It's, it's not fr- good. Frankly, it was disgusting. It was not good. It's definitely not the worst treatment a woman has gotten in, like, the Avengers Saga films. No. But it's definitely, I would say, close to the very top. Yeah. I think Gabagulshan probably takes the cake, but... Yeah. No, Gabagulshan probably does. Well, it's just not very interesting. No. Well, and it's so transparently, Thanos is the big bad, and you know who deals with the big bad? Our main characters, which are Tony, Steve, and Thor. So you know who doesn't get to deal with Thanos, even though they have the most narrative and, like, emotional reasons to? Yeah. All of the Guardians. No, exactly. But especially his own daughters. But they couldn't... I think there's a version where, th- like, Thanos' demise is handled by, like, Nebula. Like, I think, like, a version of that is possible. But, like, by doing that, you remove so much of, like, the heroism of Tony's last act. Yeah. It's it's just a major blow, too. Because I think you can still get a pretty high point with Tony, well, but I it will never be as high. Like, a story in which Nebula is the one who defeats Thanos has to be a lot more complicated in terms of like what the heroes are fighting for for it to like make sense like in tlj it's like nobody's ever none of the main characters actually ever really fight the big fight is ray and kylo fighting against a bunch of faceless red guys yeah and like well i guess what i'm saying is that there is like a very direct conflict in that movie between two sides but it doesn't have to boil down to like a literal confrontation between the main character and the villain for the movie to have like resonance no exactly no that's that's a really good way you have to you have to make it about more than just the conflict between because if the only real conflict that has any weight or significance that you're identifying is the conflict between the main character and the main antagonist then it does then it really then you have then it has to be a fight between them at the end otherwise yeah. it doesn't make sense like a movie where nebula is the one to take down thanos has to be a lot more sophisticated <laughs> than endgame is 
No, that no, that's ultimately true. Well, it's frustrating because it's like she takes them down in the comics too, which I haven't yeah. even read. But I'm like, I don't like the art. No, I don't so like the art. That's why I didn't so read it. But I was like, the source material. I mean, they yeah. don't really care. I mean, honestly, like I'm not. You know me. I'm not a stickler for like. Yeah. Lo- like, it doesn't have to be like a totally loyal adaption. Yeah. But well, yeah, and it's just. Uh, I just really hate how that's written. Yeah. It's just such a cop-out. Yeah. Well, the fact that they have Nebula shoot other Nebula to solve it, I think, is maybe the worst part of it for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that was just, like, a mess of, like, yeah. plot control. Well, it's just, Well, because like... they were like, how do we make sure that Gamora is alive for Guardians 3 at the end of this, but we're not going to bring her back, but we're, like, committed to not bringing her back by engaging in the Soul Stone at all? Well, yeah. Um, well, it's, like, the time... Sh- yeah, it's, like, the it's time... The, it's the time like, nonsense. The necessity of, like... So Nebula, Nebula, Nebula really basically exists in Endgame first as like this kind of comedic thing of Tony at the beginning, which yeah. is a little funny. Like it is cool that it is Tony and her, but like that's, no, I like that's the that. only Nebula. That's my no, the best well, Nebula cause... point that is in that movie is that at that after that, in terms of all that movie uses her for is like plot to get Thanos to the, the Wherever, future. Yeah. So like she just exists to set up that fight because it's like her being her getting sent back in time causes there to be like some weird fuck up between the two nebulas, the two nebulas at the same yeah. time. So because of that, Thanos sees the future and it's like, well that what that's pretty arbitrary. Um it's <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, what? <laughs> It's like, wait, we're going and getting Thanos from the past? Yeah, that's my least favorite thing. Well, that's, again, like, another thing that's really, that's something I don't really like about Endgame is that, like, why is it Thanos from the past? It's so boring. And he's clearly a different character. He's clearly not a similar character to the Thanos from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It's a much more flat, boring version of Thanos. Even though Thanos is not, you don't have to do that much for Thanos to make him interesting to me. He's a big purple brawl. I like how big his fists are. I like, well, one thing I love about Infinity War, this is another thing, that they kind of, everything I liked about Thanos in Infinity War is kind of ripped away from me in Endgame. Because one of my favorite things about Infinity War is how much he fights with his hands. Mm-hmm. He's this giant purple, he's like Bane. No, he He's is. like a larger, he's like how Bane, he's physically what Bane should be in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> for it to make sense. For it to for you to for us to for you to really capture the level of what we're doing of what Bane is as <laughs> Apex. <laughs> the power of Yeah, God. that's kind of my take is that Infinity War has the best Bane physical. The best Bane action. Kind of. No, I guess Bane isn't that come, strong. Yeah. Well we just like, Bane is kind of like a god in my Bane eyes. Bane is kind of a god in my eyes. Well, we watched too but much it's like, of that. Uh, I love scenes. how giant it's like. Well, like I think the like LeBron comparison is pretty apt. Like, he's just so serious and like, but he's also just, he's just fucking destroying everyone. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He's so efficient. He's so efficient. He's so. He efficient. cares about efficiency. Well, I love when he boxes the Hulk at the beginning, and then in the second, and then in Endgame, they're like, well, now he has a spinny sword. And I'm like, well, that's not as fun. <laughs> no, no, not nearly as fun. I think like my primary frustration with in-game the time travel as a whole is horrible and what's horrible is that not a single good thing comes out of it it's not like there are some good things but it's like weird in some areas i don't believe a single good thing came out of the time travel used in in-game i think it just like hurt basically every step of the way because you get 
bat you get Thanos from whenever the fuck who doesn't who likes to have his spinny sword. That's how you get all of them revisiting these old movies. Yeah, these old movies that are like better in a lot of ways. Some of them are better. Um yeah. some of them are worse. Some of them are worse. <laughs> um, and like I will say the one of the good things that comes out of the time travel, maybe the singular good thing, is I do like Thor meeting with his mom again. Yeah, that's cool. I, I and I think it's cool. I think part of it is cool because it makes his mom seem like a like she she feels more kind of on par with Odin in this weird like yeah. She's like, she's dead, but like there's he's he's able to like communicate with her, with her kind of on the same level as him. Yeah. Um. Without well, being no, totally Odin, in the dark, yeah, she's very smart yeah. and she is like very emotionally aware of what's happening. I think. No, exactly. No, she is. Well, she figures out what's happening. Right? Yeah, and she. Well, it's like, and it's, that's really really. It's in nice this world see. that they go back to, so it's like I know. she's gonna end. Like Aether is there <laughs> in Jane. Yeah. So like. She's going to die, like, really soon. No, and, like, that's why I like that they go back to visit her, because that is one of the MCU's, like, kind of, like, unceremonious fridgings, which yeah. I'm not really... Like, Freya's not the hill I, well, like, like, die on, but... No, it's very unceremonious, though. It is very unceremonious, and it's, like... Well, also, it's, like, I don't know what... Like, one of the things they did in D-World was that Malekith... Malekith. 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 But, um... Ma- not Ma- Malekith does all of the talking for the bad guys, but that yeah. one like orc dude with all the horns does like eighty percent of their fighting <laughs> and gives kills Freya, very nearly kills Loki, and gives Thor like a really hard fucking time. <laughs> and he he's I don't know his name is like Clod or Claw or something or like Urukai. The Claw. Yeah, like he's but like he kills Freya. Yeah. And, like, to be fair, he does a lot of... He, he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. Yeah. yeah, no. No, I mean, in fairness, was that kill earned? I'm not, I wouldn't take it away from the man. I wouldn't um, take it away. But... But it's not particularly narratively resonant to have no. this nameless no. monster impale Freya. No, no. He I, does a lot of impaling. He does a lot of Getting back to her was nice. That was one of the nice things that the time travel allowed. But honestly, maybe one of the only ones because I don't think I've liked. Well, but like, maybe if we went down the list, I would be like that one was okay. But well, it's like Tony talks to Rog. Rog, I can't. He, I Howard. Can't, Howard. It's he's Roger because of it. Mad Men. It's it's Ro, It's Roger. Yeah, I hate it. Roger. No, it's bad. And then for Steve, it's fucking. Uh, Agent Carter. It feels fucking back in time for Becky. Oh I can't. That I was, can't. I don't think, it's, yeah, no, that was garbage. For the Nebula thing, it results in two Nebulas for Thanos. It's like, this is one Indian yeah. Thanos that we're fighting. Yeah. The exactly. only way they could beat Thanos was to get a less experienced Thanos. <laughs> no, they had to get a worse Thanos. A worse Thanos. It's like, well, it, there is something like, the original Thanos they fought was like 2015-16 LeBron. Who's like Apex Thanos? Who's like Apex LeBron, but also like definitely statistically a few years past his prime. Yeah. Um, but is also unequivocally that is the because of what happened. Like that is the greatest LeBron. But then it's like then they went back in time and fought like 2012-2013. Or like not even like LeBron like Thanos, and it's like yes, this is a like this is a better regular season Thanos, but th- like this is a better like this Thanos is in better shape. But does he know? Does he have the moves to do what needs to be done at certain points? Because that's the difference you see. If we analyze this in Battle of like Dennis and Fiore, he has the experience of someone who's gotten there and lost. 
yeah. multiple times. Like, that's what Titan is all about. Like, that's, like, LeBron's, like, 2011 finals. Like, it's, like, look at how close I got. I saw, Look at how close I was. Well, it's really, like, his 2007 finals. But it's, like, look at how close I got, and it's all destroyed. And I failed miserably. But, like, the one from the before time, the earlier timeline in Endgame is, like, this LeBron who hasn't lost enough to be, like, yeah. I'm going to pick my moments. I'm going to pick... Because he's wearing, like, like in... He has the sword, he's wearing all the armor, but he goes after all of them at once. Like, there's no plan. He just, he shows up in a new time. He's just like, all right, let's go. With his whole army, and it's like, we're going all in. I'm going all in on this right now. Versus Thanos in Infinity War, who's like, I'm going to, I have to collect each stone individually. I have to, I have to split up. I f- I'm going to fight these heroes in three different groups. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to bar- I'm going to kill who I need to kill. I'm going to sacrifice what I need to sacrifice. Like this, Infinity War Thanos is not going to. It's not. It's just just doesn't have it up here. It doesn't have it upstairs. <laughs> you mean Endgame Thanos? Endgame Thanos doesn't have it upstairs. Yeah. As much as Infinity War Thanos does. No, that's true. But yeah, Thanos is just like not really reading properly. No. And it kind of deflated, deflates the moment. Well, what was your take on his debut in Guardians? Um, it's boring. It's, <laughs> he's just a big. He's dark side. He's, he's a not, big. He's a knockout dark man. side. He's a big angry purple man. He's like more akin to Endgame Thanos than he no, is that's Infinity War true. Thanos. Basically, every version of Thanos is Endgame Thanos, except for Infinity War Thanos. <laughs> Who, but also, Infinity War Thanos probably has more screen time than the rest of them combined. No, that's really true. That's really true. So is this our the end of our Guardians of the Galaxy episode? It is with a sneak peek into our Endgame, Endgame episode. episode. Very much. I have so. a feeling we're gonna have a lot of Endgame minisodes. We might. We, this was essentially an Endgame minisode, but we'll count it. You have just listened to The Goblin's Creed, the one-stop shop for all of your genre media streaming, on-streaming review needs. On-streaming review needs. Unless it's not on-streaming yet, which Hopefully it will be. Sometimes we review stuff stuff that we just have on DVD. Yeah. This is The Goblin's Creed once again. Tell all your friends about it, because it's your one-stop shop for (laughs) genre media on-streaming being reviewed by two goblins. Two goblins. We're actual goblins.